It looks like we're live. How are we doing, guys? Check all of us. Make sure we're doing okay. Make sure everything sounds all right. We are trying to make sure that we're using all of our things appropriately. Uh, <laughs> we're using all of the processing power we can possibly use. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> we've got a little bit of video lag. Yeah, we've got video There's lag. There's always lag. No, I'm talking about we've got video stutter. So... We uh, are going to be changing that up just a little bit. So if we've got it, if we drop, guys, just give us a little bit. Ooh. Everything should be okay. Um, how are we doing? No, we've got Looks good to me. How are we looking on Twitch? Video we wise. We look okay on Twitch. All right. Man, I look as good as I ever do. I mean, all I can see is John's handsome face and your hand and my palette, so. <laughs> I don't know what the video looks like, so we're going to check out that. Because we're trying to get some stuff going. How do we sound, guys? It looks like we got some bad video stutter. Uh, looks okay to me from what I'm seeing. Maybe a drop frame or two here or there. Yeah, I don't know much... Because it shows that our... Oh, yeah, our... Uh... Okay. Alright, I'm going to drop Facebook Live. I'll bring it back up in just a second. I'm going to switch its requirement. Oh, noted. Because we were getting bad, bad video lag on that. So Fair enough. Switch that over to that. At any rate, hi everybody on Twitch. Welcome yeah, to, uh, to Twitch. the podcast. <laughs> Today yeah. is episode 68. Yay, Kathy checked beforehand. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> uh, I actually checked too and I was like, oh, better make sure we're doing this right. I like Gonzo's sitting there troubleshooting and we're not saying anything. I'm like, we're live on Twitch, so, you know. I mean, they're used to us right now, I thought, hope. You should probably talk. Yeah, I probably <laughs> should talk. I'm John. I'm Kathy. <laughs> and I'm Gonzo. Hopefully we're doing everything okay, guys. We're trying to make sure everything works fully fine. Uh, if you're listening to us right now, hit something in chat. And don't forget, sometime today we will be giving away uh, two gift certificates to Tectonic Craft Studios. What? What? Yes. Yeah, Tectonic Craft Studios, home of the laser cut uh, MDF wood that smells like a campfire. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh... mm -mm. Arky Dan and Technograph Studios, the ones who are uh, helping support, uh, along with Yuzo Minis, helping support my uh, AJ Cigar Slow Grow League. So hats off to both you guys. That's <laughs> awesome. You're having some success with that Slow Grow League, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we got I mean, 13 people. Uh, no more than two people playing the same army. So, but that's all good. Yeah. Um, other than that. Uh, let's go ahead and do our, our, our shout-outs to everything because uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors that help us make this possible. Uh, Muse on Minis for supplying a bunch of stuff for us and uh, for helping us keep the lights on. Also, mm -hmm. uh, of course, we just mentioned Tectonic Craft Studios. I mean, hell, mm -hmm. we, we don't have to go any further with that. He's so awesome. And also, we want to thank um, uh, Mechanical Studios. Uh, Chris is helping us out with a bunch of stuff, and we'll have okay. our store up shortly. So you can buy cool. more cool products from us. Um, 
Also, guys, we want you to remind you that we do have a Patreon account where you can subscribe to get some extra cool stuff. Um, we will be having our dice coming back in pretty soon, so everybody can have that again. Um, and then we've got some cool extra stuff going on on that. And I'm about to add my own little pledge to it to help out, but it will be a really cool one. Can't talk about it yet. Oh, it's a secret, huh? It's a, it's a Super secret. secret stuff. Super secret. It's so secret, John and I don't even know about it. Uh, John and I have talked about it already once, so... Um, he knows about it. We we just haven't figured out the details, and I'm about to add into it. Oh God, is that that thing we talked about that we didn't know the details because time intensive? Yes. Okay. Well. Yes. I guess that's the thing that's happening now. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> we'll we, you, you, we've talked about it with you before, but yeah, yeah. Um, but guys, if you if you don't know about it, everything about our Patreon first level is kind of our our thank you level. Thanks for supporting us. You get. The pre-ramble uh, for that, uh, and only you get the pre-ramble. Uh, only supporters get the pre-ramble, which is a good 30 minutes of us yammering about our week and talking about some cool stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And then our $2 level, uh, you support us, you will get the More Than Dice action figure, which is, a, of course, a DS6, uh, which we are waiting from our guys to give us a new one. Um, we're just waiting on it. Uh, they were pretty far behind on it. Uh, the $5 level... If you're a $5 level, you can get um, a hangout with Kathy. Um, so you can do some painting with her and ask her some questions uh, type thing. Um, $10 level is you can... or what do, I don't remember where our next level is. It's been a while. So Also, just so we'll say this here and, and Gonzo just later. Also, at the $5 level, I, I will work at a hangout with you to play Transformers the card game if you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's something God's and I have figured out how to do. So that, yes. that's on the plate. Um, playing games with us is going to be one of the levels um, that we'll do and teach. Um, and one of them is coming up that it's still top secret. Uh, of course, one of the levels is you can suggest a movie for all three of us to watch and we have to go watch it. Um, yes. Which is a really, really nasty one. Um, nasty for us. Maybe hilarious for you. Or great. Your podcast did that in... Uh, They've gotten mixed results, but it's been pretty positive overall. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is you force me to sing a song on air. Um, or Kathy, because Kathy says she'll do it even more than once, because she's that kind of person. Yeah, that's true. So, we all always remember the time that I rapped Will Smith's yeah. uh, Wild Wild West. Because it was epic. Epic, epic. <laughs> you could, epic is one way to describe it, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny. Fun fact, you can hang out with Kathy on Monday and Thursdays on Twitch. That is true. Mondays and Thursdays, which also rhymes or, or uh, starts with a T. Indeed, and ends with a day. Yes. Uh, but the Patreon version is you get to paint with her and she can help you and teach you. So you get to have yes. all that fun stuff. That is her goal, not necessarily just to paint for painting her stuff that she wants to or has to. Um, so what else? Anything else? I think that's a good business. We get the business uh, out of the way. Yep. Yeah, now the sad. Now the sad. Aww. We have sad stuff. What? 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 What is our first sad of the uh, podcast? Um. Uh, well, I mean, I only know one sad. Is there another sad that I'm missing? Oh, I have no clue. That's the reason why I was asking. That was the only one that I was. Yeah, it's the only one of. I'm aware of. So our sad is unfortunately. Uh, the little rover that could opportunity is no longer 
no longer functioning. They have called him uh, dead. Hmm. His yeah. battery was low and it was getting dark. Yep. And, uh, you know, classes up to him because, I mean, you're designed for 30, for the last 90 days, you last 15 years. Yeah, which is the incredible part. Yeah. Hats off to all the designers, everyone involved. And before we do our drink, good scotch for that. What is everybody drinking tonight, by the way? Uh, I have some of this Akintoshian uh, scotch that is uh, belongs to uh, Banyan for the uh, for a good proper send off, and then I'm going to go to a uh, uh, 43 vanilla liqueur mixed with uh, orange juice. Cool. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a gin and tonic. What? Sapphire gin, my favorite. Tonic and a little bit of lime juice. Sweet. Uh, today I am having a cherry stout. Oh, uh, stout brewed with cherry juice. Mm. So to opportunity. Cheers. 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 Oh, I think that's really good. Yeah, that is really good. Mm-mm-mm. Oh. And so today's episode is brought to you by Cosmic Scotty Potty. Oh, it's going to go by the letter R. I was thinking the letter Q. <laughs> the letter Q. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're all four. Um, and the number four. And the number four. <laughs> um, Cosmic Scotty Potty did suggest that we do an episode on remakes. Uh, remakes of everything, I guess, is what it's kind of what it's going to be. And by remake, you mean movies, TV shows, video games, you name it. Books, comic books, whatever you want to hit. Yep, it's all. all he just said remakes a lot. Yes, there's a lot of remakes going on. Um, so I think we should probably do this in like. Start with not movies and then not movies, yeah, because movies stuff go into movies and run straight in the movie section. Yeah, so because we, we can have because movies are remade. I would say a lot more than anything else. So Correct. we should probably do those last. Um, I have one video game that I'd like to talk about. Sure. Um, because recently, uh, Nintendo Switch uh, they released one of the Final Fantasies for Nintendo Switch again. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I didn't care for it because that seems to be what a lot of Nintendo Switch stuff is. Stuff is. And I'm like, there's no reason for me to play that again, in my which, opinion. Uh, which uh, Final Fantasy was that? Um, 12, I think? I can't remember. I, thought I can't remember what the uh, number was. You'll have to excuse me on that one. Um, uh, with the Black see. Mage. Uh, do a quick search of it. John, you've got your computer there. I don't. I've got paint and my brush. Wow, I see they have a whole bunch done. Yeah, well, this week there was a new remake. And I kind of was like, oh, I'm... Nope, not going to get into it. And it's not that the reviews were bad and, you know, it's got the nostalgia going on. I'm just like... I want something new to play. I don't want to play something I've played before. And um, they're coming 
apparently I got a list here of 7, 9, 10, and 12 all coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, they'll be bringing out the Final Fantasy 7, which is kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to that because it's really old school graphics. So I'm kind of <laughs> looking forward to really it. Really old school graphics. Yeah. But that's a good topic because that's the one everyone has screamed and clamored for them to remake because. Or re-release because it was, you know, a favorite on PlayStation. Yes, it was. I, it was the one that I was like, "Damn, this is good," on you know when I was playing on the PlayStation. So I'm looking forward to that one, um, and the remakes to see if it's worth a damn or not. Um, but I don't. I mean, okay, I got my Nintendo Switch. I love my Switch. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to buy remakes or upgraded graphics because they're bringing out Legend of Zelda. With a remade engine and remade stuff, and I'm like, I don't care for that. But to be fair, new systems and portable systems, beginning remakes of full games, is a common thing they've done in the past. Correct. So, I mean, it's not that I'm against it. It's just I would rather have, give me another new Zelda game. I'll take a new Zelda game over doing Legend of Zelda. So, did they just reissue it? Uh in well, a format to, that fits the Switch, or is it all new? Well, they have to reprogram it to fit to, to work with the Switch's technology. So okay. it's um, not like it's a super easy thing. And honestly, the reason they do that is because it's not as much work as making a whole new game. And it gets them more titles on their new platform quicker, right, which is why you always saw that. Yeah. Yeah, but is it essentially the same game, or is it... far as I know. Yeah, it's pretty much the same game with just updated graphics and engine to... You know, get you with the new get to get you to get in the new system. So I mean, I was just like, eh, okay. I mean, I know a lot of people that were like stupid excited for it. Which okay, be excited for it. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna you know take away your thunder if that's what you're into. But I'm just Remember, like nostalgia is a powerful thing, especially in, at our ages and you know our our friends' ages and and in. Our various hobbies. It's a powerful, powerful thing. We'll be talking about nostalgia again and again with this. Yeah. Yep. And and, that, and that's what people are going for. They're, I mean, they could care less whether some people care less of it. It was a good remake or not. It just brings back the old, oh, I remember when I was 13 when this came out and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, uh, nostalgia is, is powerful. And also, I mean, honestly... People gravitate towards things that they're comfortable with, which is sort of the key of remakes in general, is that people are familiar with the story, familiar with the characters, and it can get some extra people because it's taking them back to a familiar place. Like, I don't have to go into the unknown. I don't know if I will like this. I know I inherently like the idea of this, so I'm starting off with a plus. Yeah. And, and they released it at a decent price, too. I will have to say that. They didn't, you know, try to put it as a... You know, a huge jump in price or anything. I mean, it was twenty bucks, so I mean that's that's a reasonably price for a remake game. So I mean, there's you know mm -hmm. no argument there. Um, I just was like, mm. personally, I want new games on my Switch. Oh, and no one blames you for that. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, video games in general. Look at Madden. Madden can technically be defined most years as just a. A, a remake of the last year's with, uh, you know, some new players added and changed. Yeah. True. I mean, it's the ultimate remake series. Yep. Every once in a while, they'll add an actual new feature to the game. And, you know, I haven't played Madden in years, but... Yeah. 
but that's what it is. It's a big remake, and people like it because it's familiar, and you know, it, it keeps them in that happy place. It does. Um, so I, mean, I with, with video games, that's what I see. If it's going to be a remake, it's just trying to get that nostalgia feeling, so people will buy it and play it. Yep. And um, as Jason Hensley says on Facebook, nostalgia equals money. That yes. is true, Jason. Yep. Hundred percent. That's what it does. Um, I mean, look at the Borderlands Two uh, released a uh, Borderlands Two 3D port edition, so you can play it with the, you know the 3D stuff. Yeah, the VR. The which, VR, no, which is kind of cool. But they they did some work on it. They actually redid some of the voice lines uh, since they don't have the same old actor to do uh, claptrap anymore. They got a new voice actor doing claptrap. Uh, some changes and all, but still, I mean, it's a remake. Is it good? I mean. Sometimes when you got new technology, it's worth it. Like like the aforementioned Final Fantasy VII, everyone wants them to remake it, but on like a real system, update the graphics and everything. Yeah. But, I mean, is that really what they want? That, that And that's my thing, too. Is it really going to be worth it? Don't think so, but it could be. It could be. Um, because all of the you know video games, I'm looking at some of the stuff and I'm like, Ooh, I remember playing this as a kid. Ooh, I remember playing this, you know, when I was younger. And then I get it, and I'm like, sometimes it just doesn't feel, you know, it, well, it's not there. So I'm just yeah, like, mm, okay. It's a fine line between a franchise and a reboot. Yeah. I mean, you could you, you don't want to see a reboot of Zelda, but could they could have just taken the same stuff, changed a couple villains around tiny tweaks to the words of the story and is it a new edition is it a, is it a, just a new entry into the series or is it actually a remake at that point <laughs> i kind of scotty kind of brings up something uh not like skyrim uh skyrim has been remade and remixed and re put out so many times it's not even funny yeah but that's their jam that's how yeah. that and yet i still haven't played it yeah but that one because they did uh skyrim in vr too uh, mm-hmm. Which I thought would be a really cool thing. Never got it. Never did it because I was happy with what it. But if it comes oh. down in price, I might buy so it. Subtle note about VR stuff. It requires stereo vision, which I do not technically possess. I cannot do the VR. Yep. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I have it and I like my VR, but I'm not sure if I want to spend a whole another $60 on, mm-hmm. you know, seeing and playing the game that I played in regular. Yep. So, I mean, that, I mean, video games are rife with it, but I think they're probably one of the least remake version, remake uh, locations, because honestly, they can just literally make a new entry into a series yeah. and have it work. I mean, you take out the Madden and the other games where they're not changing the game every year. It's basically, you know, we're just updating rosters. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's your basic journal remake with some new rosters. Yeah. That's sort of the idea, but, you know, it's a franchise. It, it walks that fine line. Correct. It does, because, I mean, now there are some that are, like they, like I said, the Final Fantasy, they were remaking, the, mm-hmm. and they're, stuff like that. And it's, it's okay. I mean, if that's what you're into, I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's very few games that I would get that I would be like, oh, I have to have this, even though it's a remake. Fair enough. And then, uh, you know, jump into books and novels. I mean, generally, you don't get a lot of remakes in books and novels because that's generally called plagiarism. <laughs> that is true. 
Um, but when you do, you get something like, you know, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, where oh, it's yeah, this yeah. story with, you know, some fresh take on it. And honestly, I find literature is probably the probably the absolute last place you would see a literal remake of something. Yeah. I think Death at Pemberley was another uh, good example of that. It was it was more of a sequel to uh you know, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean in those, I mean I watched something recently where they mentioned uh the beginning of stuff like War of the Worlds where Literally, it's just the same kind of novel that was coming out at that time, just taken a little differently. And that's the good thing about literature, is that rather than, you know, remaking an entire story, they'll take the concept of the story and put their own twist on it. Yeah. like Which generally you wouldn't really count as a remake. It's it's a whole different thing, but mm-hmm. very similar stories. So that one's really safe. Uh, comics, on the other hand, comics are rife with remakes. As a matter of fact, I would say uh, DC Comics has been the absolute worst about that. Because every time they reboot something, they try and tell some of the iconic stories again, just with their new continuity. Yeah. Um, their to new go to world. Some of my favorites, uh, the Legion of Superheroes, who I don't think currently have a comic and haven't had a good comic in a long, long time. When they did one of their remakes, they tried to remake the uh, Great Darkness Saga, which is one of their big, big... Uh, stories in that, and it just didn't take off as well, because it was blatantly a remake. I mean, oh, look, you got Dark Side and all this and this. It's all the same stuff again. So, I mean, I think you find, like, uh, like it tends to be sometimes in video games, they're not, they don't hold up well. Mm-mm. I mean, they try and tell some of the same stories again and, read, and, and change it a bit, which is fine if you're in a different medium. It's funny that these all these comics uh, that where they try and remake an old story, you're doing what they normally do when they translate them to a different genre. Like when they take a, a comic book and put it into the movie and they tweak some stuff up. So it's following the basic lines and idea of the comic, but going a different sort of direction. Marvel does that a lot. Um, but you're doing it in a comic book again. It's not the same thing. Rather than trying to tell good stories, and that's sort of a, a problem of uh, letting your history go and trying to, you know, make it approachable for new people, rather than just have people go and research the history. Yeah. I mean, if you sugarcoat it and you sort of hand it to them on a golden platter, they'll go for it. But why not let them find that rich, diverse backstory and history, rather than trying to remake and let them experience the story? Let them experience the original story. Let them go research it. Make the stuff to research it and get that backstory available. Let it let it be commonly available. You know, put those graphic novels and collections out. Let them get to that point on their own and enjoy it properly. Um, honestly, in some cases, that's sort of the same thing with the video games. You know, let them enjoy it in the original form, the proper form, uh, unless you really do something crazy. But. Uh, we can go back a little bit um, towards comic books um, because Marvel has done that recent. I wouldn't say recently, but in the last like six years, and DC has done that quite a bit to try to get, you know, hey, here's a fresh new take on Thor, a fresh new take on, you know, all these other superheroes. Because I don't really they, count it as a remake if they keep the current. 
if they keep all the backstory intact. The oh, DC really? ones, absolutely, because they're like, we're rebooting everything. But then you tell some of the same stories again. You know, you, you want to get that iconic story to get the character to the point he needs to be at, because that's what people see. Uh, and a reboot makes it difficult, you know. Marvel sometimes re takes a new take, but it's literally like a new take on it. And sometimes DC does too. They'll change up like who the main Green Lantern is and tell different stories with that without necessarily killing all the backstory of that off. Yeah. But uh, often they, like I said, they will reboot. They did their whole new 52, and then they try to tell some of the same stories again rather than telling new stories. I don't know how many times I can take seeing uh, Peter Parker become Spider-Man, though. <laughs> uh, right. That was the great thing uh, about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. He didn't need to. He was already Spider-Man. You know, we they, they treated you like an adult. You know what his backstory is. Yeah. I mean, I said this when I reviewed Superman last year. Um, they gave you some broad strokes, but they didn't need to tell you all the little details necessarily because you know who he is. You don't need to know all the little tiny bits and all that. You know who Superman is. Same with Batman and Keaton's Batman. You didn't need to know all the details. Mm-hmm. You, he's Batman. You know who he is. Now, this is one of the rare cases where something like Batman Begins actually did a good job of doing an origin, origin story, but that's because they wove it into the entire narrative of the trilogy they were making. But yeah, that's sort of the whole remake thing. Remakes get you an origin story again. <laughs> Unless um, you're doing something new and interesting with a remake story. We don't. And how it. much new and interesting can you do with a remake story? I mean, yeah. I'm, we're sort of crossing over into movies. This is going to be the big portion of this anyways. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's backpedal and hit some games. Um, games do it all the time. They're actually called new editions. Fantasy Flight Games has bought the rights to a lot of different games like Cosmic Encounter, mm -hmm. Twilight Imperium. And they're pure remakes. They they might change a couple mechanics here or there because the mechanics are showing their age. But it's or they need to be changed. Or they need to be changed. That's usually what I mean by showing their age because I like to mention, you know, back in the day when you were playing old games, there was no such thing as game balance. The game was what it was, and some of those things were broke as fuck. There wasn't any patches to fix stuff. It was just there. I mean, look at freaking, you know, Rogue Trader 40K. They're, they're, if it was broke, it was broke. Suck it. This is what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I keep waiting for Fantasy Flight to get their hands on the IP for Age of Renaissance, which is one of my favorite board games. Uh, to play with some friends of mine and uh, I would love to see them redo it and correct a few with a little, just tweak it a little bit for uh, some of the imbalances. But isn't that sort of the way people want Fantasy Flight to get their game to to re, to re to put a new edition up, to basically to remake it uh, and make it better because the, the little things they do tend to make a game better. Um Netrunner. They got Netrunner from... It was an old Watsy game. Mm -hmm. uh, and they made the game better. It plays uh, maybe similarly, but they made the whole thing better. You know? Uh, L5R plays similar to the old one. I don't know if it plays better. It's less broke as fuck. A little longer, but <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, their remake of the L5R game. I don't know how that's gone, but uh, I wasn't a fan. Uh, the RPG? Yeah. 
Um, I bought into not this last edition, but the one before that. Um, and it was a good edition. Uh, the big problem is it's still some people don't like it because it's super deadly. Uh, because L5R is well, you get hit by a sword. Well, you could die with one sword cut. This is why my character went first. Yeah, <laughs> because you your character could die from a single sword cut. Yeah. Uh, um, Jason Henley says that he'd love a remake of Hero Quest. Everyone's hoping for a remake of Hero Quest, but yes, oh yeah, too many trademark issues. That'd be a great game. Um, honestly, Games Workshop. That is all they do nowadays. Yeah. Just rebooting their old games. Rebooting their old games, trying to do a you know fair amount of whatever they can. Necromunda, Blood Bowl, um, technically Epic through uh, the Titanicus game, or they're rebooting the original Epic, which was Neptus Titanicus. Um, yeah, but Hero, it... or not Hero Quest, uh, Warhammer Quest. They're rebooting all of their games and just throwing them out there and seeing what works and what doesn't. But they're definitely riding the nostalgia train. Yeah, okay, I want to go back because you were talking about Adeptus Titanicus for uh, being epic. Well, it's not really, though. It's it's not... But remember, the first epic really was just Adeptus Titanicus. That was the first box set. Okay, so I I don't know that because uh, the epic I remember was, you know, the little small stuff. stuff. Yeah, Yeah, everything. You had the well, they ships. Could, they could easily make that from there. I'm sure they're waiting to see how does this go. Do we want to make this a full epic system? Because that, to me, that bad. was really fun, too. Well, Epic Armageddon was a great game. Yes. It was probably one of their best rule sets. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast Yeah, it. it was a lot of fun. We'll see if it goes. But, I mean, that's what they're doing right now. GW is, in addition to making new additions, which can sort of be called a, a, a reboot, a, a remake. You know, new edition is sort of a remake. Like, hey, we didn't get it quite right the first time. Let's put it out again. You know, and it's sort of really a gaming thing. It's not like something like Magic, where they do a new edition and it's really it, it's new. They're changing things heavily. They're 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 changing up their meta. This is like a whole new. I mean, it's the same game just with some tweaks here or there. Uh, except in the case of Warhammer Fantasy, where they literally didn't reboot re- reboot it. They made a whole new game called it Age of Sigmar and. That's where that is now. <laughs> hmm. um, but honestly, their 40K, while they are rebooting it, so to speak, they, they literally rebooted it because they changed a lot of the backstory, changed a lot of, well, maybe not nothing major, but a lot of little details and uh, background stuff were changed. You know, and they're, they're advancing a storyline. So, I mean, it's kind of cool in their case, but it is still technically a remake. <laughs> Well, I mean, I remember, you know, when they remade and remade uh, uh, Necromunda. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I remember the old Necromunda. I remember doing all this cool stuff with it and having gang fights and all these, you know, cool terrain and letting guys die or, you know, remaking gangs and having the campaign with it. And when they brought it out, I was like, this is not Necromunda. <laughs> this is none of those things. Yeah, yeah. So that was what we, that was what we called just playing up purely off the nostalgia of the name. Yeah. Now, apparently, it has gotten to that point again, but Correct. it took a little while. Yeah. Because I was, I was kind of disappointed in that, but, you know, that's... But you notice, so, the, the Necromunda didn't necessarily, pull, didn't necessarily go mm. off like they wanted it to. Uh, went pretty well. They got some people spying and all. But then Kill Team comes out and it just explodes. Yes. 
for a show you people are waiting for a new idea yes uh i mean you can you can reboot the game but what they really want is they want the exact same game and feel and if you're not bringing that you better be prepared for some failure um you know all the all the game companies do new additions to varying effectiveness which you know but very few of them actually reboot their fluff so to speak correct you know malifo is progressing fluff uh, infinity is progressing fluff and story i've only seen games workshop literally reboot and you get the 40k which is sort of what we would call a soft reboot uh-huh and then you get the age of sigmar which while a new game from a story perspective for that game is, I mean, it's progression, but it's a hard reboot to the whole series. Yeah, they pretty much got rid of everything and just said, hey, new world. Yep, new world. and But it's attached, so it is a very interesting. It's it's sort of like the, uh, the Star Trek uh, reboots. Yep. The lore is, it, it plays off the same lore, even though the mechanics of the game are completely different. Yep, and, and they just got rid of a lot of the, the details. Like, oh, yep, the, the world's not there anymore, and it went away, but now they're fighting on all these various realms. So kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's the games I can think of. I mean, role-playing games do it all the time. Yeah. but uh, Usually those new additions are, like, updated rule systems. And... Yeah, they're not necessarily reboots, because they don't necessarily change the story back to zero. Some do. Yeah, but not many. Um, Shadowrun kind of had to as technology caught up. Correct. Uh, yeah. When things started feeling silly, like, oh, you got the, uh, the Parker secretary phone. Like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I got a cell phone for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Let's, let's get realistic here. And you would think, if anything, sci-fis would be the ones that would have to update just because of the changing of technologies at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, honestly, it's only near future sci-fi's because most of the far future ones go far enough, yeah, out there that they they don't need to worry about it. But the near future, the cyberpunks, the shadow runs have to reboot to, to make it work. Because you're like, oh, a Decker, he's carrying this cool keyboard with him wherever he goes. You mean it's like the same thing I have in my pocket? Right yeah, you now? mean like a laptop? For fuck's sake! Yeah. Uh, yeah, 5th edition Forgotten Realms, because 4th edition did jack it up pretty well. Um, some worlds get a reboot when they when they do there. That's a good one, Kavnik, yeah. Scotty Potty. I haven't even seen Forgotten Realms in 5th edition. Yeah, it's because 4th edition Forgotten Realms didn't really exist. I mean, um, it's one of the parts that failed about 4th edition, is they didn't really get the worlds as cool as they could have. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the rules, but... In fact, honestly, I would say... Fourth edition D and D was a reboot compared to the other editions because they completely changed everything. wasn't just some rules revision; it was like complete back to start. Let's go. Um, but I feel like that wasn't the Eberron one, was it? What was it? Did they try to use Eberron Bra- was uh, three point five. Three point five. Okay. Yeah, that didn't go very well either. Uh, it was interesting. It was. Steam. I enjoyed it. I had a friend who was uh, running something in Eberron, and we played a few times, and I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Well, it just it just didn't take off the way they thought it was going to be because that was no, the world no. that a player made. I think that was shortly okay. before. Uh, Let's be honest. It was an, it was a, a contest, but the guy who won it was actually like a game designer slash writer. Yeah, he just wasn't employed by Watsy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you know. You know, 
Right Bombed on Joe out, off the street. Plays D and D wrote a campaign world and they took it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that I think was just a ca- uh, case of them being slightly too early for the steampunk explosion. But in any case, um, I think we're up to movies now, and this is going to be the, the 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 bulk of it. The bulk and meat. Because um, the movies love to remake because Hollywood is afraid afraid of a fresh idea. Which. Um, let's go with one that's a pretty obvious, and I did hint about it in the, uh, the pre-ramble, which is Disney. Disney right now is remaking all of their cartoons into live action. Um, we've had Beauty and the Beast, we, you know, we've had all of these, and we've got Lion King coming up. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen Beauty and the Beast, um, saw, you know, the original cartoon, loved it, cool, great music, you know, it's, it's a classic. Um, and then watched the live action and I didn't really like it. It wasn't that great. And I don't want to say it was because it was a remake because it was live action or if you just can't recreate that feeling of so, the cartoon. That's what I have to say might be a you issue because most people I talk to who love the original love the movie. Correct. I just, it just didn't seem to have that same feel. That's, that's, it is, and also, but that's sort of the thing of nostalgia. Um, sometimes you try and hit that nostalgia and it doesn't work for certain people. Yeah. It's I not taking that's... you back. It's not the same thing. It wasn't, it's an expectation thing. You want that same feeling, but it's not eliciting it because it's not fresh anymore. It's a, I don't want to say tired, but it's an idea that you've heard before. Mm-hmm. So no longer is it, you know, this brand new thing. It is that thing I saw before, just, in this case, just live action. Yes. Uh, uh, Banyan does says, you know, we have a Leiden coming up too, uh, which has caught a lot of flack. Um, yep. Recently. And then they did, what, Jungle Book? Jungle, Jungle Book? Book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jungle Book was... Dumbo? Dumbo. Uh, it hasn't fully come out yet, has it? I, I don't actually watch any of those, so I don't really know. I can't remember if it's fully come out or not. They're doing Lion King, I know. Yep. Uh, which is okay this time around, because they bought the studio that made Kim of the White Lion, so it's perfectly legal now. <laughs> which I think is... Uh, which, if you really think about it, the Lion King has a different section and kind of way it's being remade because there's no humans involved. It's all CGI and... So you're saying it's all animated? Pretty much. Yeah, that's the funny okay. thing about it. Just yeah. asking. So uh, on that one in particular, why are they doing it again? Oh, wait. Money. Money. <laughs> We're good now. I remember. Yeah. Money. Yeah, money. Uh, Xander Road, you're right. Jungle Book has been remade so many times. It's just another, another one now. Correct. That is not a Disney-owned property that is... Uh, available in common one. usage. Yeah. So, fair enough. It's like Dracula. Anyone can remake it because that's a character in common usage now. Yep. Uh, you know, Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Yep. Um, I want to hit on... So, I mean, going back to the Disney thing, um, Disney's going to constantly remake all their stuff. Uh, I have a feeling that every movie that we have... They are going every cartoon that we had. They're going to remake it as a live action. One second. 
Then where the hell is my Robin Hood? Uh, I will agree with you on that. Because they they haven't made remade Robin Hood. But that would be really cool because I love Robin I'm Hood. I'm waiting for the computer wore tennis shoes. Um, I wouldn't say I'm waiting for that, Kathy. I would say that's a movie that could come out, but I'm kind of hoping not. Would they animate that now since it was live action first? Uh, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The April Public Domain. Not just looking for public domain for all those characters. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Robin Hood get a, get a remake. Yeah, that would be good. I, I, that, well, that is my favorite Disney animated movie, but that also speaks to my age and, you know, what I was watching at the time. Your nostalgia. Pure nostalgia. Bed knobs and broomsticks. They'd have to make oh, that man. Uh, fully animated because it was live action the first time. Escape from Witch Mountain. They They'd remade that. To... Yeah, why? Yeah. The Rock? Yeah. Remember? Yep. No, Wait, don't what? remember. Because no one fucking watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what Disney's like that. And also they're redoing some doing little snort short snippets of Star Wars. Say that three times fast. <laughs> YouTube where they're doing animated things is like a this is what happened in this movie and the real you know soundtrack with it, which leads them to believe they might try and do animated Star Wars remakes. Yep. Which while we can all scream in horror, we all know if you're right there in the theater to fucking watch them. Because mm-hmm. I would. Um, talk about uh, Godzilla. How many times has Godzilla been rebooted? And being rebooted again. Uh, no, it's a it's a sequel. Oh, they're gonna make it a sequel. It's a sequel. No. Okay. At least it's better than the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Okay. <laughs> I set the bar low there. I'm sorry. Uh, let's talk about one that was that was rebooted. What three times? The second time. There's been two reboots of it, and all by the same. It's it's Spider Man. I mean, yep. we had our first one. Um and then yeah yeah and then our second one which was Andrew Garfield yeah Andrew Garfield and then we have our new one yeah uh, which is part of the MCU technically more into it now it uh, is even better technically it's completely part of the MCU yeah. um and so when it first came out the first first Spider Man that came out really wasn't that bad when you think about it but it hasn't aged well so. Spider-Man was a character people knew, but maybe not as many people knew. He was not Superman in the late 70s or Batman in the uh, late 80s. People didn't necessarily know. So having an origin story, cool. And then Amazing Spider-Man, that's what, 10 years later? Maybe not even fully 10 years later? Yep. Everyone kind of knew Spider-Man's story. I like that they kind of took it a little different. It followed the broad strokes rather than the specific strokes, which you're like, another Spider-Man origin. Do I really need to see that? Yep. And that didn't last and, very long. No, because um, they went, they they tried the DC version of didn't fucking earn it, trying to go too fast, too far, too too much. Yep. Um, and then uh, we got the newest version of Spider-Man, but they didn't do an origin story there. Nope. It just was, which is cool. But like just is there was certain things about each one of them that you know are different that I did like certain parts of it like I I like the age of the new Spider-Man. 
I yeah. like that he's Tom Holland younger. is a good age. Yep. Yeah, I like the age of that one, but I like Andrew Garfield's sarcastic uh, attitude better than all the other Spider Mans. Um, I'll actually give Tom Holland a, a, a good one on that too because I like his banter and fights. Um, Tobey Maguire was great for the time, but overall, he's not a good. He's the third best of those Spider Men. Yeah. And the um, fourth best in media, go look up the 70s Spider-Man, you'll agree with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember those. But I mean, yeah. I, I it could be just because of the writing, the way they're taking it, but I liked the PG banter, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and Tom Garfield more than I liked the... Andrew, uh, you, you crossed the streams. Andrew I Garfield. Did. Andrew Holland. Garfield, then Tom's. Uh, and it's just, it's just a writing thing. But if we yep. could have more of that type of attitude in and there, the I would thing. They both deliver pretty well. Yeah. I just liked uh, Andrew Garfield's delivery more. Spider-Man's awesome. No, yeah. Andrew Warlord, Japanese Spider-Man is not awesome. <laughs> I'll get to your other comment as soon as we get done talking about Spider-Man and the like. Um, talking about Spider-Man, we should talk about the Hulk. Yeah. He Being got a rebooted. reboot. Yeah. And now, technically... It's an actor change now from Edward Norton to um, oh god, the guy who's playing it now. I can't remember. Oh, can't remember either. But I know what you're talking about. Someone will get us and save us in the chat room. Save us in yeah. the chat room. But uh, you know, Eric, the Eric Bana one. Mark now Ruffalo. Is like, Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. Yeah. So the the Eric Bana one does not exist in the Marvel continuity. Correct. Even though it has a better uh, Betty Ross and a better uh, General Thunderbolt Ross. Because Sam Elliott and Jennifer Connelly. I totally forgot about Eric Bannon's one. Yeah. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, the, so technically the Edward Norton one is part of the Marvel Universe. And just, they changed from Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo, which yep. is cool. Um, I will say this is a great reboot because yes. the Marvel Hulk is so much better than the Eric Bannon Hulk. I am sorry, I love Eric Bana in a lot of things. I love most of the cast. That movie was not good. Not really. So that was a good positive one. Um, but then you get, you know, Batman. How many Batmans have we had now? Oh, yeah, that, that's the king of reboots. Reboots have we had, not just actor changes. Not, you know, yeah. not looking at, you know, James Bond is a different thing. And the first several Batman were all sort of James Bond changes. But we've got the Tim Burton Batman series that ended with uh, Joel Schumacher. Those are a thing that have to be seen <laughs> to believe. Um, you get past the first one at your own risk. I said, just watch the first one and then just maybe drink some alcohol and get ready for a ride. <laughs> um, but then you go to you know Christopher Nolan's Batman series, which I think. Starts very strong and ends, just goes downhill after the first one. Yeah, don't at me. I like Batman Begins better than The Dark Knight. I, I think I, I think I think you have to point there that it was really good and then it just went up and then dropped. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you now you have uh, well, you then had... you have Ben Affleck's Batman, Batfleck, uh, who I thought did a fine job but didn't get his own movie. Correct. But he's in things, and now you're going to get a new Batman. 
Have we have they announced that yet? Who it is yet? Yeah, no, no one knows what the DC's doing anymore. At least of all DC. <laughs> um, Superman got reboots, but they were weird. Were. So, like, I like. I, I want to talk about the different Superman because, of course, we all we grew up with Christopher Reeves. Okay, so oh. Christopher Reeves is Superman. Yes, he is. Full stop. Yep. Um, because no, that's Bania, what we grew no, up on. I will go down there and I will end you, Bania. <laughs> oh, don't get him started on that. Um, but the you know the other ones that we've had, um, what was it? Superman Returns. What was his name? Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth. I think he had the look of Superman. He just didn't have the. No, he oh. didn't have the charisma. He has a different type of charisma. No, I'm, I'm talking about physical look. I'm talking about physically, his face no, he, phys- and everything. He had the good look there, but he didn't have enough charisma to do it. Correct. And the story, that not his fault. The story no. was not good. No. Superman Returns? Wasn't that, which one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, full points on him for staying in the acting gig. I mean, that could have killed someone's career, but... Because yep. it wasn't his fault at all. No. And then this latest, you know, I like Henry Cavill. Yep. I don't hate his Superman. I hate what they've done with the Superman when... The end of Justice League, you could see what could have been Superman. You're like, that would have been a good Superman. Yep. Um, luckily, we skipped one of the reboots. Which, which was Nick Cage playing Superman. Oh, that God. was the thing that was going to happen. Oh, man. And even seeing the pictures of him oh, dressed up in the outfit is bad. Yeah, that was the thing that was going to happen. Uh, yes, yeah, Returns is kind of rough. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was sort of weird. Um, that's a reboot didn't necessarily go off so well. And it's because they told Superman's origin story again. We know Superman's origin. Yeah. Superman's origin is a half an hour story, not an entire movie, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do that with everything. You can even cross genre reboots, TV shows to movies, uh, Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. I didn't need that. We knew what Lost in Space was. People could find out easily what Lost in Space is. But they want so much to try and put their own spin on things that they don't let people go and find out. Let people go and find out. Well, I, I, Lost the in best Space. thing DC did was bring characters in without fully fledged movies. And I know that sounds stupid, but you didn't have origin stories. That was good because people knew who these people are. They're iconic characters. Super Friends was a thing that existed for years. We know who all these iconic characters are. Especially iconic characters. Like, we are getting uh, Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, she needs a movie because people don't know who Captain Marvel correct. is. Correct. Yeah, a lot of people don't know who Captain Marvel is. So, yeah, you do need a, you know, so a... So, could have gotten a, a, a... Justice League could have gotten a full movie, and that would have been worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jason Henley, put the, the DC Animation crew in charge of making movies. Yes. They're much stronger uh, than the movie-making crew, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So... But you get some reboots there. Um, but so many things, it's like their thing. Uh, I reviewed late last year RoboCop and RoboCop. Um, mm. Reboot didn't really need to happen, you know. I don't necessarily hate the reboot, but it was modernized, but it told the same basic story, just not very, not different enough to be worth it. Yeah. yeah. There are reboots that are worth it, but it is tough. The thing. The thing. The thing. Absolutely. But then they redid it again. That wasn't necessary. 
you get like the 50s thing to John Carpenter's 80s thing, cool. But then you get the thing that came out in the 2000s wasn't necessary. No, it wasn't. Wasn't, um, I mean, wasn't worth it. So to, on, on a similar topic, you get the reboots that are backdoor reboots or um, something like that. Uh, so I found out recently, um, what was the name of that movie? Deep Rising? I don't know that one. Which is sort of a, a, you know, let me make sure I'm looking at the right movie. Uh, the point I'm making is at the end of that movie, they end up on a, uh, was Deep Rising, uh, at Treat Williams, a group of heavily armed hijackers board a luxury ocean liner in the South Pacific Ocean to loot it, only to do battle with a series of large-sized, cynical, man-eating sea creatures. That movie ends, they escape it onto an island, and that island is Skull Island, with King Kong, and that was supposed to be into a King Kong reboot. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I did not drink enough to make that up. Um, so, you know, stuff like that happens, because like we said, Godzilla gets rebooted all the time, King Kong's been rebooted a couple times, and about to be rebooted again, like um, Xander Vorlord actually noted, because uh, there will be Godzilla versus Kong as part of this new series of Godzilla. They've got that plan, but they're taking it a little slower, which is cool. Um, there's there's tons of reboots out there. I mean, they did what Total Recall, unnecessary. Well, talk about um, a reboot where they both were good. The original and the reboot were really good, in my opinion. True Grit. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean. True Grit, I mean, it's a classic. Um, and then when the new one came out, I'm like, ooh, you're kind of messing with something. Ooh. And was, it was really good. Yeah, I was surprised how much I liked the new one. The Magnificent yeah. Seven. Yeah. And that movie's been... So that's the thing where I want to throw some shade at guys who do reboots. You're doing all these reboots when you don't need to. There are a million... You know how the joke, Die Hard on an X or Die Hard in a Y... You don't need to do a reboot of Die Hard. You can make your own version in a different thing. But they want that brand name recognition, that nostalgia attack, when you don't need it. Like, Magnificent Seven, I mean, really, I don't know how much nostalgia you got from Magnificent Seven, but it did a good job. Um, honestly, the TV to movie uh, uh, move can be called a reboot because in almost every case it's not actually a uh, not actually a, a continuation I mean Charlie's Angels not a continuation it is basically a reboot to the movies um, any of those movies it's weird um, and and then TV series rebooted I mean we have to talk about Battlestar Galactica which is one of the most successful reboots slash reimaginings ever. Mm-hmm. Which I liked both of. I mean, I like a huge fan of original Battlestar Galactica. It's because they're both really different. Yeah. It's not like... It's not like they just said they took the broad stroke character names and then, smartly as they went along, they even said, like, we don't need this part of the reboot. We don't need Boxy in this. Let's go away. Stargate. Stargate is technically a continuation of movie to TV series. Yeah, correct. So, I'm not sure how much that is, but that does occasionally happen. But, I mean, reboots are here to stay because the movie industry 
likes having the brand names. They like franchises. Marvel, for all the wonder and joy and everything we've gotten from Marvel, rather than taking the right notes from it, all Hollywood has taken as notes from that is, hey, franchises are awesome. Having franchises that, that work together and you get to keep, you know, people want to come back and see again and again and again because they're interlaced, those are going to be awesome. Those are the way of the future. Not, hey, we just like well-made movies. Which, if, you can, if you can get them together, that's cool. But if you can't, it's okay. Just make good movies. Which, uh, we're coming close to our media section. So yep. let's talk about remakes that are coming out. Um, I don't know if you've re researched it, but I did look up uh, some of the remakes that are coming out. Uh, you ready? I'm going to start with the, the Bumblebee being a reboot of the Transformers series. Well, we, we talked about that in the media section, but this one is the movies that haven't come out or are about to come out that okay. are remakes. Uh, Pet Cemetery is coming back out. Uh, <laughs> old Stephen King, really cool. Uh, that's about to hit theaters. Uh, I'm going to run down the list. Kind of hold your, your your applause until the end. Um, I'll make vomiting noises occasionally. Or horror, <laughs> yeah. Applause or horror. <laughs> the Neverending Story, The Birds, Creature from Black Lagoon, Scarface, Short Circuit, Flight of the Navigator, Weird Science, Mortal Kombat, Police Academy, Firestarter, Shaft, Sister Act, and White Men Can't Jump. After They're re-rebooting Shaft. Yes. Shaft's technically a sequel to the Samuel L. Jackson reboot, which isn't technically a reboot. It's a soft sequel to the original Shaft. Yeah. So we can kind of take the Shaft out of that. Yeah, Shaft is kind <laughs> of a uh, if. Phrasing, John. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, I have no reason why they would make some of these, like White Men Can't Jump. Why? Nope. Not, not necessary. It's a product of its time. Uh, they're remaking Big Trouble in Little China, but it's kind I've of not heard... a remake. It's kind of a sequel. I've heard that I'm interested if The Rock is still attached. Uh, yeah, The Rock is supposedly still attached. I mean, we have Hellboy coming out pretty soon. The new yeah. Hellboy. A reboot or another sequel? Reboot. Reboot. New huh. action. Yeah. So there's a handful of times that a reboot or a remake is worth remake reboot or remake is worth it. Technology issues. I talked about this in Logan Run, Logan's Run episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and my boss, who loves Logan Run, it's one of his favorite movies, it totally agrees with me. Technology has gotten to a point where you could properly remake that movie and make it better because of remake. How about Weird Science? Uh, see, Why? I don't need that. Why? Weird Science is fucking misogynistic as fuck in the beginning. Yeah. Trying to teach these young this kids non-misogynistic lessons, but man, this is what I'm trying to 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 wrap my head around is how they're going to do it so that it is not so misogynistic. To, to be fair, it has a non-misogynistic message overall. Yeah, but it's really it's, I don't think you can make that movie anymore. Nope, because they're possibly just, doing Labyrinth also. Why? Yeah. Um, well, you can use a package like David Bowie. You're welcome, Comic Scotty Body. I, <laughs> I heard uh, Princess Bride too. Yes, no. Princess Bride. You don't need to remake that. No. Someone give me a plane ticket. I'm going to go punch people in Hollywood. Like they're trying to remake The Crow. Okay. And they've made sequels of it and stuff, but they were trying to the get sequels Jason. Sequels are bad. Yeah, the sequels were horrible. 
Uh, we're trying to get Jason Momoa to do it, uh, but he backed that out of it. Weird. So, just, so difficult to remake something like The Crow. Yeah. Because a man lost his life making that movie. I mean, do you really want... How do you... How do you even start? You just start over from scratch. You would have to start that all over I, from scratch. I love The Crow. Oh, yeah. The original? Loved it. It is great movie. Yeah. Um, Brandon Lee was going to be a great, great star. But, uh, I mean, it was tragic and... It took a long time for the guy who accidentally, you know, had the the gun, actually, who fired the gun, and it had that uh, piece lodged in it and killed him to get over it. And he's passed too, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, they just covered the crow on my other my uh, junk food cinema, the movie podcast I follow, and they love it too. It's worth checking out that episode if you love the crow. But I don't know how you'd remake that. I mean, of all the movies, like all of those are kind of what the fuck. The Crow might be the most what the fuck. Well, I mean, they are doing Dune. I mean, that's been the talk of a long... To be, to be fair, have they ever done Dune right? They've never Hold done it back. really right. I mean, I like the the David Lynch Dune. Yes, me too. But, uh... But I understand, they didn't do... It's just not done right. Right. It's done, I mean, quick. It's an enjoyable movie based off... The, the based off in broad strokes that series, but then people talk about other miniseries for Dune. I haven't watched them, but yeah, I mean, oh my god, how are you going to do that? The Flight of the Navigator? Come on, do you need to remake that? There's no need for me that to be remade because it's... same with Everending Story. Yeah, you're just going to be telling the same crap. Yeah. This is what we're stuck with, the curse of being retelling. And uh, what was one? There's one you mentioned. Scarface. Yeah. <clears throat> Scarface is already a remake. Don't need to do it again. Correct. Uh, what was Jeez. another one? There was another one I saw recently. Oh, they're they're thinking about uh, in production right now of remaking Highlander. Highlander's been in production for 10 years plus. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was attached for a while. Let's be honest. Does this need to happen? No, no. probably not. Will it happen? To be fair, original Highlander does not hold up well. They are doing a remake of Logan's Run, written by the writer that did Rogue One. Oh, interesting. I mean, again, so there are reasons you can remake a movie or reboot a series. Uh, I like the Transformers reasoning is that um, really... It's a it's still a popular franchise, but obviously their story is not going anywhere, and people have started to react negatively to the way they make those movies. So I don't have a problem with them sort of taking the name and running with it. Um, Star Trek was the perfect example of how to do it right. Yeah. Uh, let's, I think we should probably end on this one because it's proper media section. They none of their stuff went away, but time travel happened. And now there's this new timeline. And I thought they did a good job with that. I thought that was an interesting and inventive way to uh, make a whole new, uh, make a whole reboot of the Star Wars, Star Trek series and keep it going. But uh, 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, technology, there's some movies that technology could make it better. I mean, if you want to remake Megaforce with proper technology and budget, sure, I'm in. <laughs> uh, not even ironic. I would totally watch that. Um, but there's a lot of these movies that I don't feel hold up poorly. Uh, I could do a reimagining of certain things that are old and of their time to a more modern time. But, you know, that's a whole different thing. That's sort of like the whole, you know, Magnificent Seven slash Seventh Samurai slash Battle Beyond the Stars. Um, or the whole million alien ripoffs, you know, Leviathan, Deep Star Sticks, which are both like alien underwater. Yeah. You know, there's, there's ways to do it better than I think Hollywood's doing it. I think they've gotten into lazy mode. I mean... I think we're over. We're done. Movies are done when they try and remake Back to the Future. <laughs> super, super classics. Um, like, no, dude, get, get out. So let's go ahead and go start our movie section. Um, you got it. Media section. Um, I have one, two, three. Only three, Gonzo? Uh, you're slipping. Uh, it's because they were two binge watches. I have two. I have one. And one of mine is one of Gonzo's, I think. Yeah. We'll save that one for last. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll so go with my first one? Uh, yeah, you should start, Gonzo. Okay. Um, of course, this week we had our um, Valentine's party. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I tried to vomit my mouth too much. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my airbrush decided to kick in for a second. Um yep. So we had our Valentine's party at school, and so I had to find a movie for the kids to watch uh, that was age-appropriate and school-appropriate, and we watched the movie Leap. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's the story about two orphans that uh, run away from the orphanage. One wants to be a dancer, and the other one wants to be an inventor. Honestly, it's really about the girl that wants to be a ballerina. Uh, the, side, the boy is a side character that just kind of... Floats in and out. He's he's there, but it's really not about him. Um, but it's a computer animated. Uh, really good computer animation, too. Uh, I was really impressed by it. It had some good music. Um, it had good acting. Reminded me, the style kind of reminded me of the way they did uh, uh, Ratatouille. Uh, with the way their character designs are. Um, and the way that they looked. Um, it had some really good lessons. My kids really liked it, uh, except for one, uh, which he doesn't like it unless it's a hard or R-rated movie and there's a lot of blood and guts and so on and so forth. That's so not school appropriate. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not school appropriate movies. Um, but it's a story about a girl that leaves the orphanage to go become a ballerina, steals the ID of, uh, a rich girl to get into the ballet company and... Of course, the girl does not know how to do ballet at all. She dances like it, it was you and I dancing, but as ballet. <laughs> I don't think you ever want to see that. Uh, and so it's like really, really bad. But it's very funny and very entertaining. Uh, the characters are really good. Um, you can really enjoy the characters as they are. Um, there's some good life le lessons involved with this. Even my kids were getting this one. It was like, yeah, that girl's a bitch. And I'm like, why is she? And they were like, well, she treated her like crap because she's an orphan. She is not treating her right. And then, you know, 
they got all the little life lessons that were in it uh, that the you know directors or whoever was trying to get uh, going. Um, had some good one-liners, had some good art, um, some good had some good comedy in it. Um, but overall, it was a really good movie. Um, pretty childish if you know if you don't like any of those type of movies, but it was really good. I was really impressed. It's a it's a good watch. It's a good easy watch too. You don't have to, you know, it's not anything deep. Uh, you do like to watch it because there's some funny things going on. Um, so it was really, really good. I recommend it. Maybe one Space Herpes? Just because it's kind of, you know, low kid, but it's still a good solid. I'd watch it again. I watched it three times, actually. I watched it for myself to peruse before to make sure it was okay for my kids, and then twice during the day. So... I enjoy not it. pedantic, but it be one space herpy, not plural. Yeah. One I mean, I am pedantic, but <laughs> I've been um, Before we get started anything else, if you are in any of the chat channels, make sure you say hi because we are about to give away two gift certificates to Tectonic Crash Studios. We're going to go with one more review, and then we'll give those away. If you do not put a hi or Gonzo, give it to me in any of the <laughs> chat channels. You will not be part of this drawing, and John will roll to see who it is. Oh, I'm going to roll, huh? Yeah, you're going to roll, because uh, we don't have a, an app for the Facebook group. I mean, it's, it's easy, but fair enough. Uh, so my first one is one I watched last night with... Uh, actually, I watched both of them with Bania now Now I think about it. Uh, was The Long Kiss Goodnight. Okay. With uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, Gina Davis. Uh-huh. Um, and you guys, guys there? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Looks like everything froze for a second. I think uh, they're riveted. My internet connection is kind of weird, but so it's a Shane Black movie. As the gentleman who uh, wrote of both Lethal Weapon and uh, Last Boy Scout, plus Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys. Oh. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen that in um, forever. Yeah, I so. I watched this based off the recommendation of uh, people who like Shane Black. Uh, and it's an interesting movie. I'm not sure. I think it's a great movie. I think it's okay. It uh, is definitely edited weird. So the whole premise is Gina Davis is what we everyone thinks is a normal woman. She has washed up on the shore in New Jersey, you know, eight years ago and has been running around with no memory. And, uh, then uh, stuff happens. She's in the Christmas parade, and you know people see her on the Christmas parade and figure out that she's actually Shirley Baltimore, this old uh, uh, U.S. Uh, assassin slash counter intelligence agent. And then fun ensues with uh, Samuel Jackson playing a skeezy detective who's been looking into her past life and able to find some stuff. And basically, the government wants her dead now because they think she knows about their plan which i'm not going to spoil what it is and it's basically her trying to figure out her backstory figure out what they're after uh how to stop it and also to sort of manage between the two parts of her now because there's the old assassin part of her who hates the new school teacher part of her and then but then you realize her old assassin's uh kind of a bitch and the, the new school teacher is actually much more interesting <laughs> so it has some really, really good lines. It has some really, really interesting um, 
ideas and some good solid action, but I just think it was edited kind of weird, not put together necessarily as well as it could have been. The director, Rennie Harland, is not exactly an expert director. Not really a great one. So I, I think it's okay. I give it two and a half, two and a half uh, space herpes. It's worth watching. I got it as part of a collection for cheap. It's got uh, some other, you know, strong female character movies on there. Uh, but uh, you should watch it. It's got some good stuff. And, you know, more Samuel L. Jackson's always good. <laughs> but I don't think you're going to find it as say, a classic like some people do. All right. Uh, John, give me roll a D6. And I only see three people, so. Yep. One person D6. will not get it. I roll, roll a... Uh, I actually roll a D3. How about that? Well, that's a D6 divided by two. I can do that. Yeah, do that. I got to roll for you guys here. An actual die. An actual die. So right Let's see if we hear a clank around. That is a three. Jason Henley, you do get one gift certificate and roll it one more time. Oh my god. We're giving away two. Four. So that would be a, I mean, if you're doing a D3 or a D2 now. D2, that's two. That would be Xander. Xander and Jason Henley, make sure you send us a message in Facebook. You can message me directly. I don't have a problem with that. And I will give you the code for your gift certificate to Titan Crest. Sorry, Bayon. What happens when your name starts with a B? Bayon's just silly. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, I guess I can go with my second one. Um, I watched uh, the second season of Dragon Prince, um, which was the from the creators, of course, Avatar. Um, and I know I gave this a little bit of a hard time on the animation uh, because the animation did have some issues, uh, very stutter lag type thing. Um, but it, they did improve on it. I will say they improved their animation this time. But they changed their artistic style up a bit, too. Um, but it changed for the better, in my opinion. It didn't change it worse. It changed for the better. It was just different, because you could tell it. Um, especially when it was real close up and very detailed looks on characters. Um, so they did improve their animation this time. Uh, story. Story was still good. Um, comedy was still good. It is still, you know... Still stuff made by the same crew, so they still have the same comedy style. Um, you still like the characters. The characters are still cool. Uh, the world is even fleshed out even more. You get to find the, uh, I think they're called Sun Elves in this one, mm -hmm. um, which had some cool magic items and cool things. Uh, you do learn some more backstories of some characters, like the um, mother and father um, and the mother and father of another character. Uh, you find out how some people die, um, which was really cool. Um, you get to find out some more about the dragons in the world. Um, it comes down on some sad notes um, because people are realizing that this is war. Um, the pirate. Um, there's a pirate that captains the boat, which is really cool. Uh, he's blind. He's got two eye patches. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which That's is, uh, yeah, which is pretty funny. Um, and so they, they got some good stuff. It was still good. I don't think it was a bit as, as good as the first one story-wise, first season story-wise, but it's definitely better animation in the second season. Um, maybe pushing half a, half a Space Herpes to a, a Space Herpes. 
Um, but still good. Can't wait to see the other uh, season. Hopefully they get another season because it was there's some good storytelling going on there. Uh, the world's really vibrant. They got cool things going on. Um, you kind of feel sad for Bait because he kind of gets pushed around a bit in this one. And Bait is such a cool character. Uh, I even showed a couple of episodes to my kids at school because it's age appropriate. And they thought it was like the most amazing thing in the world. Uh, they laughed the entire time through episode one. So can't wait to show them episode two cool. when we get some time. Um, so go see it. If you like the first one, you like the second season. So back to me, huh? Yeah, back to you. Uh, well, let's see how far in it. So I'm going to talk about The Expanse. Okay. Because they just put The Expanse on uh, Amazon Prime for free again. Yep. I and, introduced uh, that to one of my teachers this week. Yeah, so super cool. Uh, I'm six episodes in of season three. Uh, I have stopped. Uh, there's 13 episodes because it's actually at a really, really good spot. And it feels like it's like a season ender. Um, I'll, of course, go back to watching it here soon. But, man, it is fucking great. <laughs> yes, not, it is. I mean, if you guys have Amazon Prime, just go watch it. Seriously. If you like sci-fi, the fight, the fight scenes, the battle scenes in this are everything you wanted from a sci-fi battle and you didn't know it. And... Granted, for the most part, it is hard sci-fi, and that play they play into it. They use that well. Uh, they make good characters. They make good villains who you want to see die in the slowest, most painful ways you could possibly think of. To me, that's the sign of a good villain. Not just I want him dead. No, no, I want him to die slowly in agonizing, torturous pain. And there are several of those. Uh, the characters are all. They'll feel like they have real motivations and real goals. They're not all just like the evil guys are not just evil. You see where all of them are coming from. They may be a terrible place, but you see where they're coming from. And the good guys, they're not all good guys. I mean, some are. I mean, this is a great scene now as a spoiler where one of the characters goes to another one. No, man, you're not that guy because he's about to execute another guy. And that guy walks away. And the guy's like, oh, thank God. And then that character turns around and says, I am that guy. And it's great. It has some great moments, great sci-fi. Love it to pieces. Uh, can't wait to finish season. Can't wait to see season four when it comes out on Amazon Prime. Um, I will not shit you and say, it is almost worth the price of Amazon Prime by itself. Like, Lady, when season four gets released, you could get Amazon Prime for a year for the 110 or whatever it costs. It's worth it right there. For those three, those four seasons of TV, it's going to be worth it. For the three that exist, it's worth it. <laughs> uh, if you're not... Do I have to give a rating? Zero space herpes, even though they're in space. They don't care. Space herpes don't exist in hard sci-fi. And their stories are great. It's, it's, it's awesome. Hands down, one of my favorite sci-fi series ever. Oh, yeah. I introduced it to um, one of my teachers because he's pretty big sci-fi nut and he was like he hadn't heard of it yet and i'm like oh we have a three-day weekend i know what you're doing this weekend get started yeah. a tripe idiot remember the camp uh i actually do want to rewatch it from the beginning uh which is rare because i have so much media to consume that i haven't that uh 
it's rare that I want to rewatch the whole series or something. That might be something I can watch while I'm hobbying if I'm not streaming it. Um, but yeah, good stuff all the way through. So, so I guess just Kathy isn't ours left? Yeah, we left you guys 10 minutes. Go to town. All right. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't been talking for a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Jim and I watched all of, <clears throat> excuse me, the episodes of the Umbrella Academy yesterday. Just finished that today. And uh, it's, you know, a show is good when not only does Jim stay awake for the whole thing, but he stays awake for all 10 episodes and watches them all with me in one day, which means he's not working. He took the day off, basically. It sucked him in like halfway through the first episode. He missed the first half hour of the first one. So now he's like, now I have to go back and watch that first half hour that I missed. <laughs> After watching the entire thing and knowing what happens, he's like, need, need to see that. So it was, it was so much fun. And I cared about every character, every single character and what happened to them. Yes. And it was interesting that it was all shades of gray as far as good and bad things go. There wasn't really a, this one's evil. This one's not evil. This is a bad thing that's happening. You you don't know. There's also something to say about the way it was filmed, too. Um, I told John about this because I was like, hey, you got to put this on your queue to watch. Uh, it did have a very much a feel of uh, Watchmen. Um, if you saw the movie, it has that very much same vibe as Watchmen. For... I was thinking Gotham, too. Yeah, Gotham. Very dark, very brooding, very, you know, hard. And it was filmed very dark, too. There was quite a few scenes that were really, really dark, and then some that, some that were really open. Um, but despite the characters all being, like, what I'm guessing is, like, early 20s, yep. uh, it, it wasn't, like, brooding like the CW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Otherwise, more like... We would not have been watching it. Yeah, it was more like brooding, like, you know, it was more like Watchmen. Uh, it was, it's an alternate Earth um, where John F. Kennedy doesn't get assassinated. Um, and they have to go through some plot things. The basic story is there's these people. They have a child. They have the child the same day they give they they are impregnated and give birth to the child on the same day they get it because uh, they start off with this one girl she is not looking pregnant at all and then the next minute she's nine months pregnant and giving birth to the child um, and the children are born and a eccentric millionaire tries to buy all the children from them from Wasn't their it, uh, did did they say that there was like eighteen children yes. And, uh, and this guy only managed to get seven of them. Correct. So you know that there's other ones that are out there. Yes. Um, and there's... Because this is also based on a comic book, if you may have guessed. It's based on a comic book. Um, and so the... 
the world is different where superheroes are known uh, because the Umbrella Academy kids uh, actually go out and do good and fight and everything. Um, so it's not like it's not unheard of. Um, there's supposed to be more supervillains. I did look up after watching the entire series what they changed from the book to the series because I, I always like having, to know that stuff. Yeah, having never seen the read the uh, the comic, I was blissfully unaware of what quote unquote should have happened. Correct. <laughs> Which is so okay. I, I didn't have any bias like that. Yeah. Um, but there was very much that wasn't changed, but what they did change looking at it was really good. Um, because I guess since Cassie's seen it, Ben is actually not in the comic book at all. Or not in the comic book at all, but they added him into the story. And Ben I was love great. What they did with him in the story. Yeah. Um, but I, we should talk about who created this because this is made by uh, Gerard Way. He was a uh, lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Which explains why this show had amazing music. <laughs> I mean, the music for this show was perfect. The music uh, was good, and then the incidental, like, soundtrack-type songs were were fun, too. Very, like, 1980s. Yes. Yeah, the, everything was really good on it. It was really, really good musical-wise. Which you would, you should expect from some, a, you know, a musician that wrote, you know this comic book. Um, it was, it's dark. They don't pull any punches. Um, there's things you're like, Oh shit. And do what? Yeah. It's, it's violent. It is very violent. It is. Um, and there's some stuff that you're just like, damn. Um, really good lines. Yeah. Every single episode we were like, didn't see that coming. Uh, but there was a lot of good things about it. It was filmed really well. Uh, the characters were done really well. Um, all the characters were really fun to watch. Uh, I think Klaus was my favorite character just because of his outrageous... Like, one of the lines that's in the previews is, uh, hey, we're going to save the world. And Klaus is like, oh, that again? And he gets up. <laughs> I mean, he just got this, you know, this attitude that I really liked. Um, the actors... A lot of, I would say, no-name actors, for the most part, except for Ellen Page is in it, and I'm not an Ellen Page fan. Um, she just, she just doesn't, it just didn't get me. She did good, but I don't, I don't, never understood what the big thing about her was. Um, but it was, it was good. Um, I'm hoping we're going to get another season to it, which they better yeah, because it left on a cliffhanger. Um, the story does have to do with a lot of time travel things going on. Uh, so you do have to kind of remember that, um, because I know a lot of people have problems with time travel. Well, if you already knew that you should have gone back in time and refixed it and so on and so forth. Time doesn't always work that way. Correct. But I mean, you know, you have to move at the speed of plot, if you know what I'm saying. And it, it did really good. All the characters and their superpowers weren't your typical normal superpowers either. They were unique in their own way. Um, they they could have been flipped off of things, but you just didn't follow it, especially Ben. The first scene with Ben in it when they're kids is like, what the fuck did he just do? And you don't find out until later. 
Yeah, uh, you're not entirely certain what his superpower is because you basically see it as a silhouette through a frosted glass door. You're not really certain. Yeah, until much later in the series. Uh, each episode was good. There wasn't a slow episode. Um, it does give into the notion of bad guys not always having to have superpowers. Kind of like a Lex Luthor type thing. Um, there is some over-the-top technology. Mother is really cool. Uh, or mom. Oh, yeah. She was really cool. Um, Apo or whatever the monkey gorilla orangutan. Pogo. Pogo, that's what it was. Pogo was really neat. I really liked Pogo. He was good. Oh, yeah. There's a monkey in it? Oh, yeah. Monkey. There's actually, monkey. There's actually technically two. I up like halfway up the queue. A, a monkey. Awesome. Yeah, a monkey that dresses like a butler with glasses and a cane. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was awesome. Which, that was something I looked up also because um, Luther, the real big strong guy, um, I was kind of curious about his thing, and they do describe what happened. And after watching the series, I went back and checked, you know, what they changed. And what they changed on him, on his character-wise, would have been really hard to film and make it look good um, the way his character was supposed to be. Because Luther's character was actually supposed to be his head on top of a Martian gorilla body, I think is what it was. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been kind of hard to, you know, budget-wise. Yeah, I don't even know, but... Go, uh, you got to go watch it. <laughs> I absolutely got the impression that there was uh, some gorilla physiognomy there. Yes. And, and they do talk about it in there. Um, oh, excuse me. But it, it, it was really good. The lines were really good. The comedy was good. The outlying characters um, were good. The Secret Society stuff was cool. Um, there was plenty of things to go with this show that if you liked dark superhero things like Watchmen, you'll enjoy this. Um, and it really wasn't over-the-top superpowers either, except for, you know, some of the ending stuff. But overall, it wasn't like everybody just snapped their fingers and they won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, one guy could throw knives really well. That was his superpower. He could actually curve knives. Uh... One person could time travel teleport. One person was super strong. One person could make people do things by whispering stuff to them or make them forget. Um, won't spoil Ben's power um, because that one's kind of a cool one. Uh, one person can talk to the dead. Um, so, I mean, it was it, it was superpowers, but they weren't over the top crazy. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. I really hope we get a second season. I hope they finish out because it's 12 books, 12 comics, and like three short stories. And I hope we get the second season. Gotta see what happens to the world. Gotta see what happens. Because uh, I guess the, the story is that they're trying to stop the apocalypse. And so they've got to go through all that. And it's been really, it was really neat. I enjoyed it all the way. No problem. I can't wait to see more. So zero space herpes for me. Yeah. I that. There, there, yeah, there were a few moments where it almost, almost dipped into the uh, the CW level of <laughs> broody young adult, but it, it avoided it. It avoided it. All, there would always be something that happens to yank the you out of it just when you think you're on the cusp of that. 
I was thinking it was like Cabin in the Woods where you're all set for the real horror stuff and then they they go to the uh, the people in the lab. It was that kind of quirkiness. Yeah. Spoiler, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> not a spoiler, I've heard that before, Kathy. I'm just talking with you. Uh, and also, I number five. I was going to say, we have a rule, you know, when a movie's been out for so long. <laughs> um, also, number five. Number five's character was really good. Um, he was a young boy played in this uh, with a bunch of adults. It was really good. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, everything was really good. So, I'm all in on it. Yep. Zero space herpes for me. Zero space herpes for me as well. Go watch it. I think it's, what, 10 episodes and about 45 minutes per episode? So, that's yep. the reason why I only got three things watched this Look, weekend. it's got a talking monkey in it. I'm going to start at the worst it could possibly be is two space herpes. Because <laughs> Um, so you gotta watch it then. Go watch the uh, trailer for it, John, and you'll you'll understand. Kovnik, Scotty, buddy, I still need you to message me or message us on Facebook so I can give you your uh, awesome gift certificate, buddy. So, other than that, that's an episode, guys. We made it through our remake episode. I'm John. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm Gonzo. <laughs> and I'm Kathy. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Also, your voice changed like partially through that cast. Just a little bit. Hi, I'm Kathy. How are you? What, Kathy became Mr. Hanky? Howdy ho! Howdy ho! Oh my god. Wanna get high? I like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the drunk one. What the hell? <laughs>